Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mikeumentary Podcast. And of course, I am your host, the wonderful, the lovely Carol Witt. First, I want to thank you all for the feedback about uh, last week's episode. The plan is to provide an episode every two weeks. I think doing them every week is a little too much for me. In order to keep the creative juices flowing, I have to give myself room to create. I have some really, really great thought-provoking episodes in mind, and I really want to provide you all with great content, so I try to space them out to give me some time to do that. So look for the episodes bi-weekly as of right now, and subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform that you may be listening on. You can keep up with updates whenever the new episode drops. If you're already subscribed, I thank you. So on this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about downtime depression. It's something that a lot of people have experienced, especially during this year-long pandemic we had when we were all on lockdown, especially. And some people were working from home and everybody didn't get a chance to work from home, but a lot of people did. And some of us are still at home, like myself. To some, it has been beneficial because it allows some folks to reflect on which direction that they wanted to go in life and figure out what really makes them happy. A lot of folks have been blessed with increase, increase in their finances, relationships, careers, or just in their mental health in general by becoming more centered. And um, there are just so many positives that came out of the stillness of the pandemic, to be honest, aside from the countless people who have passed away from COVID-19, may they rest in peace. But a lot of us who, you know, made it through, it allowed a lot of us to gain some perspective. And even though most people are still working eight plus hours a day, you're still able to carve out some time for yourself. You know, this time away from the office is less stressful, at least for me. You know, it's less stressful work hours. You get to clock in or log in in your pajamas. You ain't got to do your hair, brush your teeth if you don't want to. You can be at peace because you're at your own house. You don't have to be around toxic co-workers and just being at home just allows you to look at things differently and gives you time. Time you would not have had if you were still going to the office and working. But on the other hand, that stillness or idle time can be a trigger for depression. Pre-pandemic, we were always on the go, dealing with the hustle and bustle of life. We all had to find somewhere and sit down. And with that, we had to also sit in our own thoughts, thoughts that weren't so loud when we were drowned out by work, family or friends. Some people go to work just to escape from their triggers. It was like a release for them. For some, being at work was less stressful than being at home. Before the pandemic, people were already hanging on by a string, just trying to keep it together. And being at home every day with the constant wear and tear on your mental health that might send them into a deeper depression and because of that we don't really know who people are going to be once we all go back to work or get back to quote-unquote normal life these type of things I would think about when we went into quarantine the first time I would always think about 
the children that would be at home with abusive parents or the spouses that would be at home with someone with their other spouse where they were arguing all the time with an unhealthy family environment. I would always think about how are these people dealing? Because like I said, people go to work for a release. People, kids go to school for a release. So I would just be very concerned at how people are dealing with trying to balance their mental health. I actually don't mind being at home because I live alone. I do prefer to have somewhere to get up and go every morning because I know how redundancy and repetitiveness is for me. It can and will affect my mood. You know, I'll start to feel unfulfilled and, you know, I'll start to feel down. And for me, that's exactly what happened during this uh, pandemic. This is what I consider to be downtime depression and not depression in the way that we view depression, but downtime depression is, in, in my opinion, is things that happen your, it, that take you outside of your normal everyday habits. You get stuck due to lack of mental stimulation. You have all this downtime to reflect and you realize that, hmm, I really don't have any direction. You know, you, you're thinking about, well, what do I want to do? I, I just don't have any direction. You just feel stuck and you really don't know where to go. And in turn, you, you, that causes sadness and you just feel like you're in a slump for a while. So you may mistake it as depression, but it's really not. You're just sad and you need something that will fulfill you to bring you out of that funk. That's not to say that people aren't truly depressed. I just don't like to attribute everything and every mood change to depression because being depressed is a real thing. And it should be taken seriously. But if we muddy up the waters by calling everything depression, then how will we recognize when someone is truly expressing symptoms of depression? Depression and anxiety has become some sort of commercialized thing. And now it's only seen as a buzzword. It's gotten to the point that people use it so much that when someone actually says, oh, I feel depressed. We just roll our eyes and end up ignoring people who are truly depressed. That's why I don't throw that word around. It's, it's just not something that I take lightly and I don't use it unless I truly, truly mean it. Full transparency, I've been depressed and it is not a great feeling. And I never want to feel that way again because you feel like you're in a hole that you just keep trying to climb out of, but you can't. But thankfully I did. So when I say downtime depression, what I really mean is a temporary feeling of melancholy or sadness that's really caused by lack of fulfillment. So during this pandemic, it has afforded me some time to reflect. And what I found is that I am not happy in my career. I'm not making the money or living the life that I see for myself. And that's not abnormal. You know, a lot of people feel that way. It's it's something that people feel at least one point in their life. So I decided to find ways to change that. And let me tell you something about me. I am not the type of person to wallow in self-pity. Like I just said before, I've been depressed and I ain't going back to that place. And what helps me to remember that is no matter how many disappointments that I have, I know that it's never as bad as how I felt during that time in my life when I just didn't care. So I always find ways to make my situation better. So I decided to do just that. You know, during this time of reflection, when I realized that, hey, this is just not where I want to do, I'm not happy. 
it was a combination of things that made me feel like I just wasn't happy. You know, we had some things happen at work. We had some changes at work that I just did not feel were going to be beneficial to me and where I wanted to go. There were some personal things in life and nothing serious, just, you know, things that happen in life, just changes in life that just changes your mood and make you want to do something different. I think it was a lot of the spirit of comparison. You know, that will cause a lot of downtime depression, too, that I was talking about. You know, you spend so much time looking at everyone else and comparing your life to theirs. Like, oh, they have this great job and they're living their life or oh, they have these great relationships. Why don't I have that? But that robs you of recognizing the joys and the great things that you have in your own life. If you use all that time you spend comparing your life to other people, then you will realize you have enough time to figure out what you need to do to satisfy your own personal needs. And that's what I think happened a little bit with me. I found myself comparing myself and comparing what I have to what everybody else have. And I know that's not something that I do. So I said to myself, what can I do to get me to where I want to be? Not to where I see everyone else, but where I want to be, a place that is meant for me. I wanted a change of career. I started applying for jobs and updating my resume and just getting myself ready for where I wanted to go. Not necessarily having any direction, but just getting myself there to the line so I can take off. My resume started getting hits and I started to move. At this point, I'm really motivated and driven. I'm making sure my mental and spiritual self is right. I'm praying, I'm staying focused and just trying to do what's right. I even started going back to school. I started this program that would pretty much catapult me into a totally different lane that I really wasn't familiar with. But I knew that I wanted to do something different and I was ready to do it. This new career would put me into a whole different tax bracket. But in order to get there, I knew that I had to do some hard work and get some certification. But I was ready. So at this point, I'm on a roll. I'm full of faith. I'm full of drive. I was even starting to get interviews and I even got an interview for a job that I have been praying for since I got out the military. I really wanted this job. So I got prepared. I prayed. I sent myself to get ready for the blessing that I knew was coming. I knew it was on the way because I prayed for it. I'm manifesting it. I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel and I was ready for it. I went to the interview. I felt good about it. I was answering those questions and I did great. I answered all the questions right. And I was clearly, clearly qualified for the job. A few days later, I get a call. I'm excited. I didn't get the job. I was devastated. I had never been so hurt about something in my life. I was more hurt about this than I had ever been about anything else. Not just because I didn't get the job I wanted, but because I did everything that I was supposed to do. I prayed, I prepared, and I believed, and I thought that I manifested it. I thought that things would work out in my favor because I believed it, but I still didn't get it. I was confused. I was lost, but I was still determined to keep moving because I had this school thing that I was doing, and I knew that that was going to pay off in the long run. I had this big test that I had to do for class. This test was to get my first certification. 
I knew that I studied a lot. I was studying on weekends, days and nights. I was study all day long and I knew that I was prepared for it. I felt really prepared for it. Even though I was still sad about not getting a job, I had to put that behind me because I needed this win to at least give me some motivation to keep moving forward. So I go to take the test. I feel good. I'm answering the questions. A, B, C, 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 A. Boom, I'm good. I'm tearing these questions up. I get to the end. He asks me, do I want to submit all my questions? I feel good. I'm like, submit. Boom. It gives me my score, and I fail. I immediately go to the sunken place. Because I'm just like, I'm over it. I studied. I did all that study, and I still failed. I didn't get the job. I failed the test. What, Like, what else am I supposed to do? You know, I'm sitting home every single day by myself, away from coworkers, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking, just buried in my thoughts. I don't have much to, to distract me from the fact that I'm a failure. And in my mind, I know that I'm not a failure because I didn't fail the test by that much. It was very little. But these are the things you think about when you have so much downtime by yourself. Those negative thoughts can pile up and become very loud in your mind. And if you do not have a strong foundation in your faith, you will succumb to that. I can see how people succumb to that. I have people that I can talk to about it. But when you're the person who's always strong and always talks to everyone else about their problems, you kind of get embarrassed to talk about how you feel, especially when you don't succeed at something. It's hard. It's really hard, man. I feel like during that time, I went through the ebbs and flows of emotions, anger, sadness, disappointment, and then even acceptance. But the acceptance would come and go because I would fight within myself about losing faith, regaining faith, losing faith, regaining faith. It would just go up and down all the time. And I would always try to fight within myself like you got to keep the faith. You got to keep the faith. Sometimes I would pray and I would be okay because I know that. I did everything right. I did everything that I was supposed to do. It was just the wrong timing. And then maybe the next day or the next week, those thoughts will come back. Like, why even pray about it? You did the last time and it didn't work out. So why even keep believing things are going to work out the next time? But see, I'm quick to cast down those thoughts of negativity because I know where they come from. So I don't allow those thoughts to linger for too long. So what did I do? I got back in my faith and I tried to remember that delayed does not mean denied. And let me tell you something right now. Let me pause. If you don't believe in a higher power, you might as well fast forward or go to the next episode because I do and I'm going to talk about it. Listen, sometimes the Heavenly Father will close doors or not give you what you pray for because it's something within you or something within your heart that you didn't even know was there. And he's getting rid of that by denying you that blessing that you thought you needed. I know that part of the reason that I was upset about not getting that job was because I'm used to always getting what I pray for. If I want that car, I'm going to get it. If I want that house, I'm going to get it. If I want that job, I'm going to get it. I'm used to getting what I prayed for. If I really wanted something in the past, I got it. And I really wanted this. And I really prayed real hard for this job. So I was really upset when that wasn't the case this time. And when I say I'm used to getting what I pray for, I don't mean getting everything I want. Like if I pray for a million dollars, I'm going to get it. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying that if I prayed for it, I believed it and it always came true. 
for the things that I really wanted. But my faith was based on answered prayers, if that makes any sense. What I mean is sometimes we say we have faith in something only because we can see it. But when we pray and it doesn't happen the way we thought or the way we prayed for it to happen, your faith is tested. That's when you see if you really believe in what you say you believe in. It's easy to believe and have faith in things when things always go your way. It's easy to believe in that. But what happens when they don't? Can you still have that faith? That's the test. Sometimes doors close to bring you back to earth. So you can use that downtime to focus your your attention to what really matters. It's to humble you and make you realize that everything ain't always about you and what you want. You realize that unanswered prayers aren't really unanswered prayers at all. They are answered prayers of the heart. Answered prayers that help you grow to be a better person. And if you just give up at one minor inconvenience, if you stop believing because you didn't get that one job that you prayed for, then you are quitting right before you get that major blessing that will be so much better that it's going to make you forget about that other thing that you were praying so hard for. It won't even be important to you. Let me just say that the stuff that I am sharing today is personal and recent. I am currently going through these things that I am talking about. These words I'm saying aren't just words. These are real life experiences. And my words may be helpful for listeners, but they are also helpful for me. I wanted to share this as part of as part of healing for myself and for somebody else who may be experiencing the same thing that I'm going through in some form or another. We all ha- are having this human experience. And in that experience, we all go through the same trials. They might be different variations, but they're the same because hard times don't have respect for a person. Everybody going to go through some hard times and sharing our experiences helps us to realize that we aren't alone in how we feel. Every one of us feels sadness, pain, hurt, whatever it is. They aren't exclusive to female, male, black, white. Some people may feel one or more emotions more than other people, but we all feel the same emotions. And that's what makes us human beings. Whether you're working back at home or whether you're back in the office. I want you to find some time to decompress and reflect on where you are and center yourself in that. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get overwhelmed in trying to find some direction in where you want to go because you're going to jump out there in haste to try to find some fulfillment and then when you get disappointed, you're not going to know where to go. That's why you have to make sure that you keep your faith in the center of whatever you want to do. Whatever your faith may be, you put your faith in front of you And you allow it to lead you. Everything else will become clearer and you'll know where you're going. I hope you enjoyed listening. If this didn't help nobody else, it helped me because I needed to get this out and I had to say it. I encourage all of you to find some type of healthy outlet to express yourself. It's therapeutic, I promise. Make sure you like and subscribe. And I'll talk to y'all next time on Hot Mockumentary Podcast. I'm your host, Kara Witt. Peace and blessings. (laughs) 